You ever seen a grown man naked? I'm so wasted. Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head off. And the medic gets out and says, oh my god. I'm your huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Bowling, this calls for the old Billy Barule. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! That's right. What is going on, everybody? How's everybody doing? Hope everybody's doing damn good out there. I am David Richardson. That's right. This is Hollywood Hangout. Thank you for joining me. Appreciate it. Um, I am uh, live on Mixler right now. If you guys want to go there, I got a chat room going right there. Mixler.com slash Hollywood dash hangout. And I'm also live on YouTube right now. I'm going to also do this on YouTube with pictures. Um, I had pretty good feedback from the last one I did like this, the last movie I did like this. Didn't get the copyright strikes I thought I would. <laughs> I thought I was going to get some copyright strikes for uh, having some of the music in the background. It turned out that wasn't the case. It turned out the uh, copyright strikes were for something else, but I got them both lifted because they were direct quotes from the movie. So, uh, like I said, I'm doing this both on uh, Mixler, and on YouTube also. Uh, appreciate everybody who listens to this, who's uh, going to watch this. Now, um, I am going to be talking a pretty crazy movie. Uh, <laughs> it really is a pretty crazy movie. Um, it is Suicide Kings from 1997. Here it is. Right there. You've got Suicide Kings from 1997. There it is right there. Uh, got a few people in this movie that are... I mean, it's really not a... There's not a ton of people in this movie. It's very dialogue heavy. I'm not going to lie. I do have a decent amount of clips. Um, and I also have a decent amount of pictures to go with those clips. So we will definitely be getting through those. But uh, I'm going to go through the actors in just a minute here. But uh, I'm definitely going to be doing... Um, talking that movie right there. Been a, it's 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 really one of my favorite movies. It really is a great movie. It's got a lot. Like I said, it's heavy dialogue, which I like with a lot of talking in the movie. It's not just a lot of. Um, I do like action movies. So I'm, I, I do like a lot of blowing shit up and explosions. But that's not this movie. This movie is. It's got comedy. It's got mystery. It's got suspense. It's a thriller. It's. It's really uh, a drama. It's it's really everything, um, kind of wrapped into one. It's kind of a an all in one movie. It does have everything you can think of. So let's go through the actors real quick, and um, we'll go ahead and just jump right on into this. I don't see why we need to wait. Why we need to do anything? Uh, we'll go ahead and do that real quick. Now, I once again, I know um, I'm pretty new on YouTube here. I know I'm a twitchy ADHD 
I look all over the place. I know I do, and I appreciate anyone who can deal with that. Hope I don't trigger your ADHD or ADHD. Sorry about that. See, um, but uh, I do appreciate anyone who's uh, starting to get on this channel. I know it's going to be a while before I get people on here, but uh, definitely it's appreciated anyone who comes on here. Um, but I really like doing it like this. Once again, I get to you know pop up pictures like this and show you guys things. Um, I'm doing my best to try to also paint the picture for everyone who is not on YouTube and still doing audio. I know this is mainly an audio show, has been for very, very long, but trying to branch out a little bit, do a little more. Like I said, be on YouTube here. I kind of like being on YouTube. So anyhow, let's go ahead. We're going to get into the actors first that are mainly involved in this movie, and I'm going to go ahead right there we're going to start on the left side here basically i got a picture here of just all the people in the movie um christopher walken of course is sitting in this chair i don't think i need to get into much about christopher walken i think his uh his legacy basically speaks for itself uh christopher walken is legendary in the business we've seen him in so many movies for so long uh, you know, just it, it, incredible actor, just, and in this movie, he's especially, you know, we get a little comedy from him, we get a little anger from him, we get a lot of different emotions from Christopher Walken in this movie, as we usually do, so we'll start right there with Christopher Walken, and then we're going to go right there, I'm going to start on the, on my left, which will end up being uh, Henry Thomas, playing Avery Chaston in this movie, so we've got that right there. We go next. We've got Max. We've got Sean Patrick Flaherty in this movie. Also, uh, right beside him is Jay Moore. Jay Moore, known for being more than just an actor, kind of a comic uh, actor, kind of got his acting start kind of in Jerry Maguire is really where he got most of his acting start from. So that's kind of where we get this. Uh, where we get Jay Moore's acting chops from. But uh, I like Jay Moore. I do. I think he's a, a, a good, co a decent comic, but I, I, I do, I just think he seems like a likable guy. Also, we've got Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary, another guy known as a comedian, but uh, has done many movies. Actually, me and Anthony reviewed a movie with Dennis Leary in it, uh, Judgment Night, where he kind of plays the same kind of character, believe it or not. Um it's not too far off. So uh, if you want to check that out, you can go to the archives on Anchor. Um, Shout Engine actually shut down. So where my archives used to be, they are no longer. So I did get the archives, though, from Hollywood Hangout moved over to Anchor. So if you do want to go back, you can check out Anchor. It's missing a couple episodes, but uh, there are plenty of episodes over there on Anchor. I'll find out what ones are missing and get them added. Um, and then right here, we've got uh, Ira, who comes in the movie a little bit later. Ira is... Uh, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Ira is played by Johnny Galecki. Now, he was also uh, uh, the boyfriend in Roseanne. I'm sure you remember him. Uh, so he that's that's him right there. And then we have one last character. We've got Jeremy Sisto right here. Jeremy Sisto did a pretty decent stint on Law & Order, which uh, kind of uh, 
Another thing he was kind of known for is doing that little stint on Law and Order. So we did get to see him. So that's really the main chunk of characters in this movie. We do have a few more. It's not like there's none, but um, I'll get to a few as we go through and uh, and and you know throughout the movie, we'll definitely get a few more characters that we'll talk about. Now it's funny. Now Brad Garrett is also in this movie, and he's with another guy named Frank Madrano, who's been in a few things. Um, I know him from a, a, a obviously I've, he's been in an episode of. NYPD Blue, but we'll just leave that. That's neither here nor there. But um, he has been in that. So um, there's a few more characters, but Brad Garrett and this other guy, they never get named. Uh, They are just called Heckle and Jekyll in this movie, and we'll get pictures of them as we go through this movie. But uh, let's, I guess, just after we got to the actors and actresses, We'll start. Actually, we missed one actress. We'll go ahead and name her now. Uh, let me go ahead and jump over to her real quick. Uh, Nina Sazmanko. Um, wow, was she married to Casey? Give me a second here. There's a Casey with the same name who was actually on NYPD Blue. Let me see right here. No, I don't. Maybe she is. I don't know. Her name is Nina Samazanko. I can't pronounce it. I'm sorry. But anyway, that's her right there. She's also a character that we're going to get to pretty much in the beginning of the movie. So what I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to start doing things. I'm going to start getting into the movie. I'm going to start getting into the clips. And basically, we're just going to start getting into the meat of this movie. But um, first part of this movie we're going to go ahead and start with, we kind of see first person we meet in this movie is Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary plays. um, Now, you know what? Let me go through the basis of the movie real quick first. Now, basically we've got um, Christopher Walken who plays in, uh, he's supposedly an ex mobster kind of guy, which we'll get throughout the movie and they kidnap him in order to try to save Avery's, Henry Thomas's sister. But there's a few twists as we go through the movie, which I'm not going to give away right now. I'd rather get to those as we go through the movie. But right now we're going to meet Dennis Leary again. It's uh, his driver. It's Christopher Walken's driver. So we're going to start off by meeting him. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull up the slideshow right now. So there we go. We've got Dennis Leary. He's one of the first guys we meet in this movie. He's dropping off Christopher Walken, who we also meet right here. There he is. I know it's a bad picture. I apologize for that. I don't know why it's so bad. But there's many more pictures of him, so don't worry. It's not going to be a big deal. But we see Christopher Walken right here. We meet him. He plays uh, Charlie Bartolucci in this movie, I believe is what they have him named as, um, Charlie Bartolucci. Yes, it is. Um, Carlo Bartolucci is what they really have him named as in this movie. Dennis Leary plays a character named Lano in this, which we're, uh, going to get a decent amount of Lano in this movie. And here is Nina right here. A quick picture of her. Um, beautiful girl, by the way, absolutely beautiful. 
and she's in this movie for not a lot, but a decent amount of time. So we get Christopher Walken. He walks in, and we got guys at his table in his, not his restaurant, but uh, the place he goes all the time. So I'm going to start off clip number one. Let's do this. She said in front of everybody, she said, Jay, you're hung like a hamster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. Party's over, let's go. Oh, uh, come on. Look, I told you five minutes. Give us a five minutes. Yeah, well, I'm March, telling you now. We haven't finished our drinks yet, right? Fucking who? Go finish the up with Jay. When he gets back, yeah, look, I told you this table is reserved. That's okay. Take your time. Finish up. It's okay. Sure, Mr. Barrett? Yeah, yeah. No, Mr. Bartolucci, really. It's, uh, no, we had no idea. It's, uh, no problem. We'll yeah. move. It's... These days, the name is Barrett. Good to see you. Nice to meet you, sir. This is uh, Max Minot. I'm Avery Chasen. Charlie. Avery Chasen. Yeah. It's a famous name, this boss. Uh, <laughs> Relation? Yeah, he's my father. Good for you. I'm sorry, sir. Could we buy you a drink? You mind? I'll oh. sit. Your friend comes back. Sure. Maker's Mark? Yeah. You guys got Heineken's? Yeah. Sure. So there we go. We've got the first clip right there. We see they... They meet Carlo. I'm going to call him Charlie because throughout most of the movie, they do call him Charlie in this movie, Christopher Walken. So let's just leave it at that. I'm just going to go ahead and call him Charlie. It's just easier for me uh, at this point. So there we go. We get them meeting him. um, And it's Avery and Max. Uh, Again, Max is played by Sean Patrick Flannery in this movie. Uh, so it's those two right there, and they're kind of just, you know, talking shit, drinking, but they find out they're at his table, and they're like, oh my God, I didn't realize we were at your table, sir. So we get that, and right after that, we get Jay Moore walking into the scene. Uh, let's go ahead and pull that up real quick right now. We got Jay Moore who walks into the scene, and he also meets Charlie Bartolucci. We're just going to call him Charlie. Let's Holy do it. shit, you're Carlo Bartolucci. Oh, How are you, man? What's he doing at our table? No, it's just his table, actually. No, it's not my table. I just borrow it. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't notice your table. I'm sorry, sir. I'm, I'm not Brett not Campbell. Not How are you, Mr. Bartolucci? He doesn't like to be called Mr. Bartolucci either. Well, no, it's okay. Charlie, Charlie. Charlie. Who's you, Charlie? Charles Barrett. Charlie. Okay, whatever you want. Charlie. This isn't such a great idea. Avery, come on, we're a little past the idea stage, man. You know, and every minute we waste, you know what happens. Come on, man. Yeah, look, I know you guys are here for me, and I appreciate that, but I mean, what we're about to do is... Fucking call it off, man, it's cold. We're freezing our asses off. Let's get out of here and get loaded. It's up to you, man. Okay. Holy shit, you're Carlo. Holy shit, you're Carlo. Okay, I extended the clip a little extra, and I probably shouldn't have. Basically, we see he meets him now... What happened in the clip here? I'm actually going to go ahead and delete that clip. I really, I'll be honest, today I had a few issues. I had a uh, wrestling tournament this morning for my son. He really did good. I was so proud of him. He fought like hell. Um, I had a wrestling tournament for my son this morning. And then after that, we had a little power outage for about three hours. So I had to kind of rush to get this show going. Um but um, it happened the other day here, by the way, when it was 25 degrees outside. My wife had no power while I was at work. So anyway, again, neither here nor there. But uh, what happens is they're working up a scheme. They need to 
take Charlie. And if you can hear in that scene, they're actually working a plan. And the plan is they need to take Charlie. So we're getting that kind of in this next scene here. And now I'm not going to lie. I do have a few clips in here that are a minute or more. Some of them are two minutes, maybe a little bit more than two minutes. Um, but we're going to get through them pretty quickly. I mean, some of them are only five to seven seconds. So we're going to get through a lot of the clips. But uh, basically what they're doing is, again, they're devising a plan to kidnap Charlie, as we talked about. We'll get to why very, very soon. So let's do this. Let's go ahead and get to this. Now, They're once again, they're devising this whole plan on how to get him. And, you know, they, they've, they've got a piece of the plan together. And they've got Jeremy Sisto there who is studying to be a doctor. So they've got him. And uh, let's go ahead and get back to this next clip. Minute clip. Here we go. We should go. Yeah. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, we don't want to keep your old man hanging. Where's the fire? <laughs> you got a hot date? No, no. no. It's, it's my father. Uh, he wants us to meet him for dinner at Peter Luger's. Yeah. yeah. I hate uh, anyone to keep him waiting, so. I grew up there my whole life. You got a pen? Yeah? Yeah. I got five, five shortcuts. I'll show you. Take 59th Street. Guys, take a look at who our patient is. Fucking capo to capo, okay? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, he didn't get that job by kissing ass, you know? You're getting fucked in the mouth. Why don't you come with us? Yeah, come on, it'll be a blast, man. Come on. Uh, you know, I, I don't like to intrude. No, it wouldn't be at all. No, he'd love it. I mean, plus you give us an alibi, yeah? Uh, next time. I sent my driver home. That's no problem. I have my car here. Come on. All right. So there we go. We've got that right there. Uh, I don't know what just happened here. Okay. Here we go. Got my clips are a little, my pictures are a little messed up, but that's just fine. So there you go. They've got them. They're getting them. They finally start figuring out the plan and, you know, they're working it out. They've got to do this. Now, if you didn't see, I know you didn't see, their Charlie is a blow-up doll, which is why he was saying, you know, fucked in the mouth and all that stuff. So <laughs> there you go. Um, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and get to the next clip, which will get me to a little more explanation of what's going on. So here we go. Because once again, he... They're, they need to get him. So what they do in this clip is they actually do get him to go out with them. And here we go. Bro. Christ, you're right. <laughs> What's the problem? The chloroform? No, not the chloroform. If the chloroform doesn't work, and it will, I'm not saying that, Max. But if it doesn't, a quick injection of Haldol into the jugular will put him away definitely. Oh, into the jugular. Who the hell's going to do that? Hopefully nobody, but if it comes to it, you. You're sitting across from Well, the hell should I do it? I don't know how to give an injection. Can we do this, please? All right. Take it easy, man. Okay, here we go. Ready? You're driving. Good car. All right. So they're talking about, and I'm sorry, my clips are, like I said, my, my, my clips are very screwed up for some reason. I don't know why. I had them numbered correctly, but we'll work it out. Um, so they do... Th- know that they're going to have to chloroform him. And if the chloroform doesn't work, they're actually going to give him an injection into the side of his neck, which we see they're 
going to do very soon. Um, but uh, all right. So once again, they're getting him. They need to get Charlie. They do find a way to get him out of there. Um, and we're going to hit it right now. This is the Queen's Tunnel. You're in the car. Oh, we got to turn around and come back. Sit there like that ridiculous doll. Come on, man. There's fucking three of us. There's three of us, and there's yeah. one of him. Shades, it's all. All right. So there's three of us, only one of him. They think he's gonna just sit there and take it and not get all crazy. Well, that's not exactly the way it's gonna work. He's gonna fight. He's gonna fight. He's gonna fight. Why wouldn't he? The guy's getting fucking kidnapped. So let's go ahead and go to the next clip. All right, anyway, you know what? I screwed that up. Again, I don't know why everything's so off right now. Ah, I'll take care of it. But, so they get him. They do get Charlie. They find a way to get him. He's like, oh my God, I'm, you know, it's been a while since we've been out with the guys. He goes out with them. And they do end up injecting him. And they actually almost, they crash the car. And then there's a truck right there. But they're so happy they got him. We see him celebrating right here. And then now we get him. And what they're doing is Charlie is finally waking up. And he sees what's going on. He's finally like, what the fuck? What, where am I? And he realizes where he is. And here we go. Just don't do that. Max. Stop moving. Mr. Beck, can you hear me? He said he wouldn't feel anything. Okay. can't. So you just give him something. Gotta be careful about the dose. Hi, Charlie. You remember us? Spud, <laughs> I'm sorry about the pain. If you'll bear with me, I'll try to make you comfortable. How you doing? This TK, Mr. Baird, will take good care of you. What's this? You're our hostage, Charlie. For what? Mr. Baird, we need your help. My sister, Elise, has been kidnapped. The kidnappers demanded $2 million ransom. Now, my father has money, but it's all on paper. He went to the cops. It's a big mistake. I got nothing to do with kidnapping. Oh, come on, Charlie, we know that. But you got contacts, the kind that know how to fix these things. And you got money, cash, that's the good kind. So we're also going to have to ask you to put up the ransom. It's too bad about your friend. You're right, there was a time I could have done something. These days, I'm a businessman. I pay my taxes like your moms and dads do. Once a criminal, always a criminal. That's what my dad says, Charlie. Yeah, what's your mother say? Stop that! Stop it! All right. So we've got classic Christopher Walken here. I mean, absolutely legendary Christopher Walken here. And uh, they do have him. And if you, I, I know if you're not on YouTube, he is taped up. I, the one thing I love is how they put his tie over the tape so he still looks distinguished. Uh, it's just, For some reason, it, it, it was one of the things in this movie that just really had me laughing is the fact that they took the time to flip his tie 
over his, I just hit myself in the ear, took his tie, flipped it over, and had enough, uh, you know, wherewithal to make sure his tie was outside the tape so he still looks distinguished. I always liked that part. So we see that uh, right there. It was just, like I said, always just kind of a funny thing to me that they always just, that was just one of those small little things that they had right there. So now in the, he's sitting there, he's talking to these guys, he's telling them, you guys might want to get out of this. Um, And let's go ahead. And uh, that's the next clip. Guys, what you did to me is unbelievable. You're right, there was a time. I've been looking at four dead bodies by now. But strange as it seems, I understand what you're doing, why you're doing it. So I'm going to offer you an opportunity. Get out of this now. Before it gets so fucked up, nobody could ever recover. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, you do. Untie me. Pour me a drink. (laughs) I call my car. We act like nothing happened. I can't remember anything. Okay? Get my word. Oh, okay. Go ahead. You can go. What uh, kind of drink would you like? This is bullshit. Untimely, pour me a drink. I told you you wouldn't take it seriously. I fucking told you. Shut up. We didn't have a choice. All right. So there we go. He's giving him one opportunity to get out of this. That's it. One opportunity to get out of what they're doing. Obviously, they don't take it, which ends up being a pretty big mistake on their part in the end. Um, We will see that, obviously. But um, so obviously, they don't really take his advice, number one, and they keep this going. Really, if they took his advice, it uh, it would be a pretty shitty movie because it would be over right now. So that would not be a very very good movie to be honest with you it just wouldn't it really just would not get out of what they're doing shit obviously they don't take sorry about that obviously i need to turn my volume down i'm glad i actually heard that and i apologize for being so loud i'm going to turn my volume down for everybody all right so once again he gives them that one chance to get out of everything and obviously they just don't take it they don't take it they don't care but he realizes he's tied up and he realizes he's got an IV bag on him, but he's not sure why. So in this next scene, he realizes uh, there's blood going on and he wants to know what the hell is going on. Why is there blood? Whose blood is this? Uh, and he does realize whose blood it is in this next scene. So let's go ahead and hit it. What is that? Is that blood? After my father missed his deadline, the kidnappers sent a package. Now they will continue to send these packages every 24 hours until they get their money. Package? What? What's in the package? Look, Charlie, whatever condition Elise is returned home in is the exact same condition you will be returned to your home. Whose blood is that? If she loses an eye, you lose an eye. If she loses an ear, you get to lose an ear. If she is hurt, you will be hurt. Listen to me. By saving Lisa, you get to save yourself. I 
asked you, whose blood is that? Okay, so, <laughs> yeah, if, uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, that was his finger they cut off, um, and it had a ring on it, uh, it looked like an uh, emerald in a ring, um, and he does explain to us at one point that he's only had that ring off one time, now, that's another scene in the movie. I'm going to play as much as I can to that scene, but there's music behind it, so I don't want to get copyright restrictions on it. But um, he does find out that they have cut his finger off, and once again, they do say, and if she loses an ear, you get to lose an ear. In other words, they're going completely eye for an eye on this right here is what's happening. So... Pretty scary stuff right there, but they are definitely saying basically eye for an eye. Now, we do see Dennis Leary again, and this is where we get some of the comedy. Most of the comedy in this movie is from Dennis Leary. Some of it is actually from Christopher Walken, but most of the comedy in this movie is from Dennis Leary and uh, the guy that he's with. Now, need to look up. I'm not quite sure they don't have him in here but uh give me a sec let me go to the uh let me go to all cast and uh get this worked out here give me one second we're gonna go up here we're gonna go to cast and crew on here i've got to i don't know if they actually give a name for the other guy that's riding with Dennis Leary in this movie. They don't really give a name for him. Unfortunately, I do know he's been in an episode of NYPD Blue. I just don't know the name of the episode. So I'm looking for him, and he must have lost a ton of weight because he's not in the uh, not in here right now. So anyway, we don't need to talk about him. We'll get a picture of him. In a little while, if you guys want to look them up, you guys can. But uh, we're going to go ahead and get into the next clip. Dennis Leary, a little more. We're going to hear a little bit about some Stingray shoes. Fucking wife. Sure, she used to have nipples that would stand up and whistle Dixie. But then again, at one point, dinosaurs used to roam the earth. <laughs> I have three pairs of shoes. I got my white Nikes. I love the white Nikes. Okay, I've had those for, what, six, seven years, right? Things are almost worn out. I got my Bruno Magnus. I can't wear those anymore because of the fucking OJ thing, right? And so I go out and I, and I buy these boots. Look at these. Nice, huh? nice fucking boots. You know what those are? What? Stingray. The fish? Yeah, of course the fish. So you got fish boots? I'm wearing Stingray boots, man. These are one of a kind. Fish boots? How much they cost? 
Dollars? $1,500? You paid $1,500 for those fucking shoes? No wonder your wife is pissed. You sound like my fucking wife. Oh, anybody would be pissed on that end. Come on. Okay, just, you know what? Just shut up about the fucking All right, well, I'll forget about it. Sorry I fucking brought it up. <laughs> uh, there you go. Again, a little bit of comedy just kind of injected into the movie right there with these two guys. Um, like I said, this movie is a, a comedy. It's a mystery. It's a drama. It's pretty much got everything in it that you need. Um, but again, just a little bit of comedy. The shoes are kind of a little bit of a going theme throughout the movie. The Stingray boots, the fact that he paid for the boots, the much he paid for the boots. All that is kind of just like a little, a little bit of a kind of running joke almost in the movie, which we'll hear about a little more as we keep going along here. Again, I'm looking up at the other monitor up here and kind of going through clips, so uh, we'll keep doing that. But in the next clip, we meet Ira. Now, after they kidnapped Christopher Walken, Charlie, they needed a place to take him. So the only place they could think of, the only place was Ira's house. Now, Ira once again, is played by uh, Johnny Galecki, uh, known for the Big Bang Theory. He was Leonard in the Big Bang Theory. He was, again, uh, David in Roseanne. He was, uh, I believe, Becky's boyfriend is who he played. But he was also Rusty in Christmas Vacation, uh, one of my favorite Christmas movies, just under... A Christmas story. Got to put a Christmas story first. So, just under a Christmas story. So, he has done a ton of stuff. Been around a long time. He was in the Connors, the the, the, the series that came up a little while ago. Um, so, he definitely did all that. But, uh, he was in all that. But, we're going to go ahead, though. Um, like I said, we do meet Ira in this clip. And we're going to go ahead and meet him right now. That is not poker. Why is this man here? Why is he taped to my father's favorite chair? Who the hell is he? Oh, it's shit. And who trekked mud into the house? You guys got your shoes on. You know the rules. Everyone's shoes off right now. Parents just had these floors refinished. I mean, come on. You guys are killing me here. You said poker. You know, beer, pornos, pot, poker. Anyone? Hello? I don't know what's going on here. You know, I, I don't want to know. What, what, what I do know is that whatever the hell it is, it has gone way, way too far. Everybody out right now. Relax, relax. All right. So we meet Ira. It's his house. He's freaking out. Once again, I had a little issue on YouTube. I'm sorry about that. I had to scroll through all the pictures again. Um, but uh, we do meet Ira once again. Another kind of a little bit more comedy relief in the movie. Um, like I said, it's kind of, it's pretty good how they just injected comedy. The movie would get very serious at times, and then they would immediately just inject a little bit of comedy in order to just kind of keep it a little more lighthearted. And I really like that about this movie. Like I said, I really, really, I've always liked this movie. Kind of always wanted to do a show on it. Didn't, didn't realize how dialogue heavy it was until I started pulling clips and I might have a few too few too many clips but we're already through a good decent amount of them and we're going to keep going 
Um, but n- not they're at Ira's house. Now, Ira doesn't recognize exactly who he is yet, but uh, I believe in this next clip, I should have named these clips a little better. Um, I think in the next clip, he figures out exactly who it is. So let's go ahead and check this out. The kidnappers demanded $2 million ransom. That's why we need Mr. Bartolucci. Okay, no, it's not. They are just telling Ira what's going on, and I'm going to go ahead and replay that clip one more time. They're telling Ira exactly what's happening here, and here we go. The kidnappers demanded $2 million ransom. That's why we need Mr. Bartolucci here to play a little shuttle diplomacy, and then when we get what we want, we'll let him go, and we'll be out of the house, pal. All right, now, uh, uh, call me crazy, but uh, this is my house, guys. Don't you think you, you should have maybe consulted me first? Oh, Christ, Ira, you never would have gone for it. Goddamn right I wouldn't. You cut the man's finger off. You guys are all fucking sick. You're a bunch of fucking sickos. Get out right now. Come on, let's go. Right now. All right, so as you can see, Ira's about the only guy in the house pretty much with a brain. Um, he, he didn't know what was going on. He had no clue what was going on. He kind of walked in and next thing you know, he sees that it's Carlo Bartolucci, Charlie Bartolucci. And he's freaking out. He's like, what the fuck? You guys cut his goddamn finger off. What the fuck are you thinking? Um, and right after that, we get Charlie. Now, Charlie calls his lawyer. I mean, who else are you going to call at this time? Not Ghostbusters but your lawyer. So that is the call right here. Ira, I have to pee. Oh. I'm not doing it here. No, he is not doing it there. Well, I guess he's not doing it at all then. How's that, Ira? Okay, again, I rush to do this. This is the different clip, but he does call his lawyer. I apologize. I guess I don't have that clip. I deleted a few clips. Um, he does call his lawyer. His lawyer is right here. Uh, his lawyer, we haven't gotten to yet, but he is played by Cliff D. Young. Now, Cliff D. Young is another guy, been in a lot of stuff, but he's more of a TV actor. Uh, he was in The Craft. He was in the movie Glory, um, but done a lot more TV than anything in plain sight. He was in a couple episodes of Grey's Anatomy, Young and the Restless. He was even in a few episodes, Girlfriends, Jack and Bobby. So he's been in more TV shows than he has been in pretty much anything. But uh, that is who he's talking to right here. And after that is um, when they do this. So now at one point they do need to let Charlie P. And that is the clip I have. I really, to be honest with you, I don't have any pictures for that scene. Not really any. So I'm just going to go ahead and play it. And here we go. Ira. I have to pee. I'm not doing it here. No, he is not doing it there. Well, I guess he's not doing it at all then. How's that, Ira? Get untie one of his hands. Max, what are you crazy? Do you remember what happened the last time this guy's hands were untied? He almost killed all four of us. His hands stay. Why don't we just wheel the whole contraption, the, the chair with Mr. Barrett in it? We wheel it in the bathroom and. And? Well, I don't know. We can tie one of his hands to something in there. We'll tie the other to something else. Yeah, what about the third hand? What? What 
third. The one to unzip his fly, pull his dick out. Oh! Aim it! Please aim it! Aiming is good. What the hell is that? Aim it. You gotta aim it. You can't forget to aim it. And that was a good point that Ira just made. So here we go. We have aiming, and we're almost done with the clip. It's a vase. Hasn't anybody here ever heard of a bedpan? No. TK, I'm give sorry, me Ira, do you Come have a on. better idea? TK, it's from Sri Lanka. Here, there's a few. This isn't funny, TK. Someone's still got to hold it. All right, all right. Look, since I'm in charge, fuck it. Max, you do it. Fuck that. I'm not doing it, Avery. You can do it. No, I'm not doing it. Guys, it's my dick I pick. <laughs> I am the closest thing to an MD on the premises. I will take care of Mr. Barrett's bodily functions. Anybody wants to hold hands with my... Okay. Probably one of the best lines of the movie. Guys, my dick I pick. Probably one of the best lines of the movie. Again, you got a little bit of comedy relief added into this drama, mystery, kidnapping, action, thriller movie. So there you go. Guys, my dick I pick. One of the best lines of the movie. We've got a few seconds left of this clip. Here we go. Dick, I insist they buy me a drink first. I mean, after all, I'm not asking for... uh dinner and dancing all right so again not asking he's been asking for a drink the whole time but remember he's bleeding because his finger has been cut off um so asking for a drink probably not the best idea if you're uh if you know anything obviously alcohol thins your blood so anyway uh, cheers to everyone out there i'll take a little sip of beer myself um, but that's part of what he's doing there is asking for a drink. And that also becomes sort of a running, not running gag, but kind of something in there. Now, if I got these clips right, this is Dennis Leary. Little another comedy relief scene. This is Dennis Leary running in there and talking to a homeless gentleman. And let's see if this is the right clip. Are you all right? Would I call you if I was all right? Okay. For some reason, this is the scene with the lawyer. So we're going to go back and play the lawyer scene. I don't know why my scenes are messed up. I apologize for this. Um, I'm sorry. But again, I had a rush today, and I guess I just messed everything up. I'm sorry. Lawyer scene. I'll get the picture up there. Here we go. Are you you all right? Would I call you if I was all right? Okay. So, what's going on? This one, you are not going to believe. Take me off the speakerphone, will you? No, no. Off the speakerphone, please. Attorney-client privilege. You're not in the fucking courtroom, no. No. What does it matter? Because we won't hear what the guy on the other end is saying, Einstein. Speaking codes. Avery. Jeez. Yeah, they could speak in code. Talking about secret code. They could speak in codes. It would be like, uh, are you all right? Uh, No, yes. Guys, Uh, I'll be all right. Yeah. What the hell is going on there? I've been kidnapped. What for? Two million dollars. No, no, I I mean, you know, what for? Whatever you do, don't send your kid to boarding school. (laughs) Boarding school? Look, who's got you? Why have they got you? And what do they want? All right, so basically Charlie is saying he's been taken by a bunch of rich little snobby kids who uh, went to boarding school. Uh, which I'm, I can't really, you can't really deny it. But again, talking to his lawyer here, and uh, like I said, it's just a, just another scene in this movie where Christopher Walken is being classic Christopher Walken. And uh, all right, so hopefully, this next clip is Dennis Leary 
talking to a homeless gentleman. Let's find that out. Get off the fucking car. Get off the car. Get off the fucking car. Get off the fucking car. Okay. Just give me a dollar, okay? What? You got a Benz. I got a busket. Give me a dollar. A busket? Give me the busket. No. No. Give me a busket. Hey, what? I'll give you 500 bucks for that busket. Right? Okay. Put the bottle in the basket. Put the rag in the basket. Hand it to me. All right. So he does end up giving the guy 500 bucks for a busket, as they all say in this movie. Um, and that's what happens. It was just a fun, another funny scene. Another little scene where you get the uh, little, again, comedy relief thrown into the movie. Uh, always liked just some of the facts about this movie, but Dennis Leary just kind of kept going out, doing a lot of the comedy in this movie, which I really liked. Um, we get after that, we find all that. Again, we're just kind of going through, and we get another scene here. TK, the guy studying to be a doctor, we find out is also addicted to some of the medicine he's giving people. Um, Charlie figures that out, and we do get a little bit, little bit of notice of that later. But we do find out TK is also a junkie who is. They never tell you what he's taking, but they do let you know that he is a drug addict in this movie, um, without question. And this is where we meet Brad Garrett and his friend, which again they are known as just heckle and Jekyll in this movie. Nothing else. Uh, again, Frank Madrano um, in this movie. He's, like I say, he's been in so many things, this guy. Uh, Sleepers, Shawshank Redemption, Blue Streak. If you ever saw the movie Blue Streak with um, uh, Martin Lawrence, he was in that. Been in a ton of stuff. Uh, haven't really done much since 2016, but, I mean, the guy's got 59 credits to his, you know, of acting so definitely done a few things so we're gonna go ahead and i believe i've got a clip of that again my clips are a little messed up and i apologize but i believe this clip is right there yeah how you feeling man i feel good i'm dizzy you know sound good well listen i got some uh, good news i think i got a line on how we can uh, find the guys who got the girl so soon yeah well it wasn't okay. hard i mean we gotta so this is where all right i'm screwed up here we got a right here. This is the scene where basically they find out that there's an inside man on the job somewhere. And that is another big part of the movie. Let's go ahead and replay this scene. I apologize for that. Let's do it. Yeah. How are you feeling, man? I feel good. I'm dizzy. You don't sound good. Well, listen, I got some uh, good news. I think I got a line on how we can uh, find the guys who got the girl. So soon. Yeah, well, it wasn't hard. I mean, we got a couple of geniuses here. Did everything but take out an ad in the Times. Oh, I popped the weasel. <laughs> Blew his brains right into Neverland. It'll be next year, lad, before they find those moments. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> matter, could you ever touch your pizza? They must be local. Yeah, they're local. So the good news is the girl is still alive, but the bad news is we got some serious psychos here, so her health might suddenly deteriorate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Son of a bitch! I thought you said this place was safe. Hey, what are you doing? Fucking prick. It's a kid! You make contact? Look, just give me a little more time. I gotta have something to tell you for, right? When you find them, tell them you represent interested parties, gonna cover their holding fee. Don't scare them. Right, okay, anything you say, Charlie. Look, what, what's the situation there, anyway? I mean, are you alone? It's okay, what? I mean, the people that are responsible for this... Well, the word is they use an inside player on this one. All right. So this becomes probably the next plot to the movie. And we do meet Brad Garrett and Frank Madrano on this part. And I do have that picture up here if you're on YouTube of those two together. Um, But that's what we get right there is they find out there's an inside player. So now we get Christopher Walken looking at everyone in there to see who is the man involved on the inside. Um, So that's right there. Uh, Now we get a, uh, there's a little scene. Ira comes in and they're all drinking the liquor and he's, he's pissed off that they're all drinking the liquor because his dad marks the bottles. I don't know if that's the next clip, but let's see. Let's see if that's the next clip. I think it might be. Let's go. From what I understand, you you got some heavy paper with Antoine and... Uh... Nah, it's not the next clip. We'll, uh, but he does see that. And uh, we do... This is also where Brad Garrett and the other guy... Basically, this is where we find out that one of the guys has a gambling problem. And we're going to hit that right now. From what I understand, you you got some heavy paper with Antoine, and uh, you haven't made much of an effort to pay him back. What really makes no, no, no fucking sense to me is the way you were raised with your upper crusty fucking Grey Poupon background. You, there's nobody you can go to to get some of the scratch. You can't, you can't crack the yang out of one of them old fucks. See, normally this would be the end of the conversation right here, okay? This is your lucky day, my friend. Can I tell him? Yeah, yeah, that's what we're here for. Tell him, tell him. My partner and I taking care of your debt with Antoine. So now you owe us, huh? You can settle everything. It's clean. No more debt hanging over your head. You can go back to your debutantes and your Ivy Leagues and everything, and it'll be like nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. Just be smart, kid. Everybody wins. Nobody gets hurt, right? Be smart. Use the grape. You know what I'm saying? It's nice and easy. Nobody gets hurt. Bup, 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 bup. That's it. Win-win. Nobody gets hurt. That's all. Kid. Beautiful. You know, it looks so good. What's the matter with All right, nobody gets hurt. That's pretty much the theme of the movie. No one gets hurt. Um, That's what they thought throughout the whole movie, that nobody was going to get hurt, nothing was going to happen. And unfortunately, it's not exactly the way things worked out. And We're going to definitely get to that as we go through the movie here. But it's just... Like I said, it's a pretty crazy movie with what's going on. Um, now, we get another scene, like I said, the mark in the bottles. Now, there's a scene with the where right after they're doing all this, they go in and a security guard shows up. Now, they're freaking out a little bit because obviously they don't need, last thing they need is a security guard. The security guard needs a password. 
Ira can't think of it. He finally does, but the security guard needs to do a walkthrough. And they're just kind of playing. They get Charlie into a room, and the security guard walks in. They're just playing cards. They look nonchalant. Oh, we're not doing anything, officer. Um, But at this point, this is where Jay Moore shows that they have a gun. And obviously they need a gun. And you can see it right here in the picture. I've got Christopher Walken actually sitting there with a gun to his head and his tie shoved in his mouth. Once again, they use this tie. Uh, I just don't get. <coughs> I think that it was a whole thing to use the tie for that. So that's why they had it out. So it's pretty funny to me. Once again, the whole tie thing. But uh, we see Christopher Walken there with the tie in his mouth. And that will lead us right into um, a scene with Brad Garrett and Frank Madrano. Just, again, they're kind of jokers in this movie. Heckle and Jekyll, they're called. And I believe that's the next scene I'm going to play. Here we go. Full wedge shot. The fuck you do? to 110 yards. You need to watch it. You see they're yakking away. No, no, no. Put it back. In the opening, we talked about hitting the higher soft. I said put it back. I said no. Put it back! First of all, let's talk nope. about the higher shot. And of course, the one thing we want to do is open the stance about the same as... No. Give me the remote. The fuck is wrong with you? Give it to me. No. I said, give it to me. No. I am so, so fucking sick of you last chance no take the fucking remote fuck is wrong alright so there's a little more of this scene I'm going to play but what they're doing in this scene is they're showing you how fucking psycho these guys are this guy literally for a remote puts a gun to his partner's head i mean literally that's what he's doing here and if you're on youtube you can actually see the scene so but literally putting a gun to his partner's head uh and you hear him pull the trigger and there is nothing it's just a click and uh we're gonna go ahead play a little bit more of the scene and I'm going to go ahead and hit it right now. Get that shit! You made me miss a goddamn beginning! I can't watch it now! God damn it. That's it. I'm going to go out and get cigarettes. We monsters owe you a lot more. Remember, keep the door shut. Make sure she don't get out. I know, I know. All right. Now, we hear him say, make sure she don't get out. So we assume that these guys are the kidnappers. And we should assume that because that's what the movie portrays throughout the whole thing. We'll find out a little bit more later. Don't worry. Like I said, we're, uh, we're actually getting through this movie pretty quick. So we do find out a lot more later. But that is something. Now, once again, these guys are fucking psycho, obviously. But we do hear the gun click. And at one point, Brad Garrett does check the gun. And there's only one bullet. Not in the gun. There's only one bullet that has been shot. So he literally had a one out of six chance 
of hitting that bullet. So, holy shit, Brad Garrett's a little scared at this point, even of his own partner. So, let's go ahead, though. And uh, I think, I, did I delete the clip? Man, now I'm not sure if I did. Let me see. Full no, wedge. I didn't. So, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead, play the next clip, move on a little bit into the movie. Um, we go now to where... Charlie's trying to figure out what happened, so he needs to hear what happened. So I'm not going to lie. This clip's about a minute and 38 seconds. Um, you might have to just look at me sitting here because I don't really have a picture for this. Um, I guess I could put up a picture while I'm, so you're not looking at me. Uh, you're sitting here, but I'm going to go ahead and play this clip. This is Charlie trying to figure out what's going on and getting a little piece of what's going on. Here we go. <laughs> How about... We put our heads together. Figure this out. Guys. Yeah. What? Could anybody tell me anything that could help? Well, nothing we haven't already told the police. Cops can fuck up a wet dream. Tell me. Yeah. Uh, we were going to go into the city, hit a couple parties, hit a couple clubs, and uh, Max and Lisa were supposed to meet us at midnight. Midnight came, they never showed up. With the girl? This happened? That's right. Something going on? Was there or not? Yeah, we've been together almost a year, so what does that tell you? I don't know, man. So, you tell me everything that happened that night. I've told it a thousand times. It's... I didn't hear it that time. Tell me again. All right, we spent most of the day on the boat. We left. We were going downtown. Oh, Boat? What boat? It's my dad's boat. It's more like a yacht. Yeah, he never uses it. He's afraid of the water. It makes him seasick, for Christ's sake. It's the only place he never looks for me and Elise. Let me be clear. You two were snaking around behind his back. They didn't have a choice. If my dad knew that they were seeing each other, we'd have a heart attack. Look, what difference does it make? I'm going to decide that. Okay, you tell me everything that happened from the time he left the boat. It's just like Brett said. We were going to meet him at a party. So we went downtown. I was on Lex. There was a pileup in the center lane. So I exited 96th Street. It was dark. We end up at some dockyard. It's raining like hell. I end up on the dark side of the fucking moon. <laughs> All right. So there you go. We get a little bit of the story right there. A little bit of the story right there is the fact that Max was driving with Elise. Uh, Elise is played by Lauren Harris, by the way. Lauren, Hall uh, Lauren Harris has been in uh, 24. She was in that show. She was in the Faculty movie. I actually like that movie, believe it or not. Um but uh, she's been doing, she's done a lot of things. She was an um, officer and a murderer, which was a TV movie that came out a while ago. I don't know why I saw that, but I actually did. Um, <laughs> she was in Stargate Atlantis for one episode. Uh, now, she was in the Dead Zone TV series. Now, Christopher Walken actually did a movie called The Dead Zone way back in the day. So it's kind of funny. She was in the TV series and she was also in this movie with Christopher Walken. It's just kind of a tie in now. She did this. Uh, the Dead Zone series was in 2005, 2006. Uh, the real Dead Zone movie was in, my God, when was that? That had to be 79 or something. Let's see here. The Dead Zone, 1983. So, a 1983 movie, 
she was also in, uh, but she did the updated television show version of it, which is just kind of weird that she was in it with, because Christopher Walken did the original. I don't know, just sort of a little tie-in right there. I thought you guys would be interested in, so I hope you were. And um, so we got that right there. Now, let's go ahead. Uh, not really much more to get into in that scene right there. So I'm going to go ahead, though, move a little bit in. and uh, But we do see, I believe this is a little more of that scene. Look, here we go. We know each other a long time. The guys? God, since forever, really. Trust each other with your life. All right. What do you, you think? I got a few things to get into before I get to that scene right there. Um, so at this point, once again, we get into the whole scene where they they take a lease, and we know they do. Um, Max even tells a story of how he was, you know, knocked out while he was trying to help her, and we see a picture of him right here knocked out. We get another scene, though, where Lano goes to see um, Charlie's friend. Because, again, they're trying to find Charlie now. He goes to see Charlie's friend, uh, Jennifer, who's played by Nina in this movie. And we see the guy she's with. He's a piece of shit. Just a piece of shit. Treating her like crap. Hitting her. And just beating the shit out of her. And It's just a really awful situation. Um Lano takes care of him. Now, I was going to play this scene, but I'll be honest, there was music in the background, and I didn't want to, again, get the copyright, so I didn't play the music in the background. I didn't play this scene, but we do see that. Um, after that, we get... Um, we get right... Again, we're going into the scene where we get... Uh, <clears throat> you go back. Well, my pictures are pretty. I need to do this a little different next time. I need to do it just the. I did it a little different than I did the Warriors because I was in a rush, and I apologize for that. But let's go ahead and get into the next scene here, and uh, I'll go ahead and go from there. This is the scene where uh, Charlie again is kind of talking about, kind of talking to everybody about what's happening and the fact that there is an inside player. And he's talking to um, uh, Jeremy Sisto in this scene. And here we go. We know each other a long time. The guys? God, since forever, really. Trust each other with your life. What do you think? Yes. Well, what if one of your friends turned out to be not such a good friend after all? Would you stick your neck out for him still? What are you getting at? What if I told you... Whoever's behind this kidnapping is using an inside plan. You mean like somebody who knew Elise helped kidnap her? Not somebody who knew her. Somebody in this house. Oh, that's insane. <laughs> Look, I don't know where you're getting your information, Mr. Bear, but it's unreliable. Wait, isn't it? That phone call I got, it comes from outside high walls and fancy gates. It comes from a place you know about, maybe from the movies. But I come from out there, when everybody out there knows everybody lies. Cops lie, newspapers lie. Parents lie. The one thing you can count on. Word on the street. Yeah. 
salad. Yeah, you smell kid. There you go. Another great line in the movie. Everyone lies, but the one thing you can count on in this world, word on the street. I always like that line. I think that's another great line in the movie. And he's right. Word on the street is usually better than anything else you can hear from anyone else out there. So um, you can always count on word on the street. So, um, all right. So there we go with that. So once again, we got this inside man thing. He's putting it in Jeremy Sisto's head. What do you, you know, what? Can we find the guy? He's basically trying to manipulate everyone to be looking out for an inside guy. So he's trying to turn all these guys against each other throughout this whole thing here. So there we go right there. I'm going to go ahead, get into the next clip, bring us to the next scene, and here we go. I have discussed this inside player notion, and uh, I just want you to know that I am on top of it, okay? I am on top of it. Come down. Yeah? I won't disappoint you. Nice. All right. So Ira is on top of this situation. Now, Christopher Walken seems to really like Ira. Like, thinks Ira's the man. And we'll actually get that throughout the movie here. He really likes Ira in this movie doesn't hold anything against him knows that he was just kind of suckered in to this whole fucking situation right here and there's nothing he can do about it really um so charlie decides to i mean he's getting bored he's just sitting there there's nothing else he can do and this is a little clip that we're gonna play yeah uh, listen i think i got an idea how we might get a hold of these assholes they're laundering the money through barrio benny Okay. Don't touch these fucking buttons. Sorry. Jesus Christ, what did I tell you? Sorry, Lon. Charlie likes the Sorry. car set a certain way. Well, God, no, it. I'll fix it. Yeah, Keep I'm your so- fucking hands to yourself. Sorry. Sorry. All right, so we're going to have to roll back a little bit because this scene is obviously <laughs> um, a little before. They do find out he's running it through Barrio Benny. And. Basically, what happens is Lano goes there and kicks his ass. Doesn't even say anything, doesn't do anything. Walks in and goes, you got Charlie kidnapped, you motherfucker. And beats the shit out of him. Um, I had pictures of it. We're not, we're not, we're not even going to go back and do that. We're just going to keep going with the movie as it's going right now. Um, and we're going to keep going with the pictures as it's going right now. So this right here, though, should be the scene where we get Charlie talking to the guys and trying to break stuff down a little bit. <laughs> it's been on Channel 3. My show's about to start. Nope, it's not. I'm in the middle of watching something. You're three okay. in a row you're watching. Come on, turn it. Yeah. I represent a party interested in paying for the girl. Yeah? Elise Chasen. Yeah. Now I'll have the two million. No. Yeah, and I need two hours and a location for the exchange. All right, goodbye. <laughs> Wrong number. <laughs> wow, 
I'm breaking your balls, buddy. See, you said two million dollars. All right, so in the middle of that scene, these guys find out they are getting paid. Charlie is doing what he said. He is getting the job done. He is finding this girl. So he thinks. Um, now let's go ahead. The next scene. I think, believe it, I think the next clip is actually the clip that a few of the next clips are kind of longer. And um, I've got stuff to go with it. But uh, let's go ahead and play this next clip. Go through there again. Charlie's getting his stuff done. Let's do this. No fraternizing, eh? Oh, well. Have it your way. Okay, Brett's out. Five card draw. Say aces, deuces, one eyed jacks, and suicide kings are wild. No, Ira, that's the whole deck. So Did you write those down? It's my game, my rules. Ira, there's no challenge in that. That's like. Uh, Gentlemen, keep in mind that the cards you hold in your hands are nothing but dumb luck. The difference between winning and losing is being able to read your opponent. That's why I'm still here. A number of times, the only thing kept me out of a satin box was I could size up the other guy maybe half a second quicker than he could me. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You're taped to a chair. <laughs> you saw us coming a mile away at the plaza, didn't you? <laughs> I admit, I'm out of practice. All right, so Brett's got a point here. You know, he was sitting there, and uh, you know, Charlie's not really... In, he admits he's out of practice a little bit. He hasn't. Uh, he couldn't size these guys up a couple, you know, before they got him. But basically, they start playing cards here, just doing something. Uh, and Brett doesn't really want to play with them. And this is where Charlie starts kind of sizing these guys up, trying, kind of getting into it. So I'm not going to lie. A lot of these clips right here are a little bit longer. This might be a... We're, I really don't have much longer. There's less than 10 clips left. But uh, actually, there's... I'm sorry, there's 15 clips left. But let's go ahead and get them knocked out. And uh, we're going to go ahead. Next clip is a little bit more of the scene. And we're going to play it. Ira, give me four cards. Oh, sorry, sir. Not fence. No, well, you gave me six. Take Ira, for example. I trust Ira. <laughs> you do? Yeah, look at this. We're playing poker. He's losing his shirt. Yet, Ira's eyes don't float. He's got a sense of fair play. And as we all know by now, Ira can't bluff his way out of a paper bag. I could tell you what his bet is going to be before he could. Well, could you? Because I could use the help here, Charlie, you know? Look at Avery. He's having a tough time hating me. Let me tell you, you have to have a real hate on to do what you did to me. Integrity keeps getting in Avery's way. Now he wants us to believe he's a mind reader. That's right. I fold. Ira, no one opened. Sorry. I'll open. That makes sense. Fold. That also makes sense. How about Brett? Control junkie. Brett can't leave anything to chance. Look at him. He wouldn't even play unless he's looking across the table at a short thing. I don't have to take this shit. I'm out of here. I thought he'd never leave. Uh, you 180 off on Brett. He's a wild man. We're in Atlantic City. I had to lock him in a room. All right. So this is where we're going to get a little background on Brett. Once again, we've got... Uh, again, don't forget, we've got the whole inside man thing. And throughout this whole scene, 
not not this whole scene, but throughout probably the, I would say about 50 minutes of the movie is them trying to figure out who's the inside man. Um, and, you know, Christopher Walken's doing, doing his uh, manipulative thing, trying to keep these guys interested and trying to find out who the who the inside man is without, you know, really just ruining his whole situation and getting himself killed, which is what he's obviously trying to keep himself from doing. But um, I've got a little bit more of this scene right here, and they talk a little bit more about what happened to Brett. Here we go. Oh, man. We're in Atlantic City. I had to lock him in a room. What happened? He dropped a couple of quarters. Slats. <laughs> <laughs> about 48,000 quarters. We, we drove down to, to Jersey on uh, Memorial Day. Labor Day. I've... Whatever, just shut up, okay? I'm trying to tell a story here. Ira. What? You can't tell a story here. You can't tell a story anywhere. You, you screw it up every time. No, I do not. You're doing it now. Well, that's because you interrupted. You, you interrupted. You guys interrupt every time, and then I can't keep my place. I forget where I was. No, Ira, if you get the goddamn story straight, we wouldn't have to interrupt you to get the goddamn story straight. Oh, is somebody going to tell a story? I was telling the story. Now, did you shut the fuck up. I'll tell it, right? You fuck it up every time. It was Labor Day, Ira, like TK said. It was scorching outside. It was so fucking hot. Don't you remember that? The room was freezing, though. I mean, you could hang meat in this room. It was so damn cold. Yeah, it's good for business, right? I mean, it keeps you awake. And we're pounding sauce. I mean, free booze. I mean, what they lose in that, they make up a Johnny Walker judgment. And it's getting late, really late. I mean, the sun's about to come up. We'd all lost our shirts, maxed out the plastic, except for Brett. I mean, Brett's winning like, like, like huge. And that's when it happened. Changing of the guard. Oh. Word had it they brought this guy in from Vegas after two suicides. So glad they brought him to cool the table down, you know? You know what they call him? Hello, boys. The Widowmaker. What a little shit this guy was. It's like the kid that reminds the teacher about the homework assignment. Well, that's this kid grown up. All right. So what they brought in was a cooler. This is what happens when you got a guy, he's hot on a table. You bring, especially a blackjack table, you bring in a guy who somehow has luck or is just a damn good dealer. You bring him in and he will cool the table down. Literally, he will just cool the table down. Um, he'll come in, he'll start winning hands that you should win. You'll have 19, he'll have 21. You'll have 20, he'll have 21. He'll show a five. You'll go and you'll bust. He'll win. It's just, it's a cooler. It's basically, you can't win against the guy. And that's what happened to Brett. They brought in the cooler. This guy was down $20,000, according to what they're saying in this little movie here. But uh, this guy was just a piece of shit. I've got a picture of him here. Just a little prick. I mean, you wouldn't. Uh, oh, my God. Um, let's go ahead and play the next clip here. It's a two-minute clip. They're explaining a little more about Brett here, and here we go. No! Walker, I was sitting on a straight flush there. Brett, will you relax? Look at him. He doesn't have that blood pressure to walk around the room. What are you worried? Look at him, man. Look at him. What are you worried about? What am I worried about? We had a fucking plan. That's what I'm worried about. I just want to stick to the plan. Okay, uh, actually, I screwed up. Again, we're speeding forward a little bit in the movie. Um... 
Yeah, this is where, once again, they're just kind of getting nice to Charlie. They're just moving him around, giving him drinks, relaxing him, letting his arm that's bleeding because his finger is missing go a little bit. And Jay Moore's a little a little pissed off about it. So here we go. Maybe that's not all you're worried about, huh? What the fuck does that mean, Ira? Go ahead, TK, ask him. Ask me what? Go on, TK. Ask me what? TK! Shut up! Ask me what? Just answer this question, okay? All that money in Atlantic City that you lost, how are you going to pay it back? Yeah, how are you going to pay that back, huh? None of your fucking business, Ira. Why? Listen, it's been brought to Charlie's attention. One of us might be in on Melissa's kidnapping. (laughs) What? Well, that's how I felt, you know, but, you know, maybe it's not that crazy. I mean, uh, $20,000 is a lot of money. So if you have nothing to hide, then you should have no problem telling us how you're going to pay it back, right? Ira, you're my friend. Listen to me. Shut the fuck up! Shut up! Come on, guys, he sounds guilty to me. Ira! Hey, 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 Brett! Hey, Avery, come on, hey, Brett, come on! Avery, Avery, woo! Don't tell me you're buying into this fucking load of bullshit. Come on, you guys. He's making up stories to save his own ass. Fred, look, you calm down, all right? I don't think that anybody here is involved in Elisa's kidnapping, all right? But I, I, I think that it might be time that we reevaluate our plan. Why? The plan, the plan's working. All right. So once again, they're thinking Brett might be the inside man. They're not sure. So we got Avery talking to him. We got everyone talking to him. One thing, Christopher Walken is getting to this group a little bit. Someone's going to break. It's just a matter of when they're going to break. So everyone's wondering. And uh, from here, we're going to go ahead and we get a little more. Now, Brett tells a story about Christopher Walken and the character he plays and who he is. Here we go. Let me enlighten you, Avery, about your new friend here, Charlie, about what he's really like. You want to tell him about the dogs or should I? No, you're doing good. Jump in anytime. About a year ago, Charlie had a house in Jersey. He moves in, next door neighbors have dogs. I don't know how two dogs. They're barking all night long. Charlie goes over, the nice guy that he is, asked him to keep the noise down. Next night after that, same fucking dogs. Bark, 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 all fucking night long. Next night after that, and the next night after that. Until one night, nothing, man. Silence. No more noise. Cops got there about a week later. They found the dogs. Dogs were fine, happier than pigs and shit, munching on top sirloin. The neighbors, Avery, the neighbors, they never fucking found. Okay? Gone. How am I doing, Charlie? Is that about right? Almost. Brett, that was a rumor. He's not involved with the mob anymore. Oh, give me a fucking break. How do you think he was able to find your sister with one phone call? One call. Coincidence? Come on. Friend is right. It's not a coincidence. I was able to contact the right people that we counted on. And it's a good thing for you that I am who I am and I do what I do and I know who I know. Otherwise, your princess would be chopped up and in the blender by now. I'll tell you something else. Even after what you did to me, I kept my part of the bargain. No more. What do you think you're dealing with? Guess again. You want to 
don't know what else I could do with one phone call. How about I have your ass? Made at the mincemeat. I'll tell you what, in fact, happened with my neighbors. It's got nothing to do with barking dogs. That family, way back, did something vicious to mine. Everything you found, Brett, said is true. Except he left out one detail. Those dogs, it was not steak. They were eating. So we assume the steak they were eating was the neighbors. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> interesting story right there. But uh, again, we're seeing what kind of guy Charlie used to be. And we know these guys are going to be in trouble when this is all over. No matter what happens, these guys are definitely going to be in some trouble. So let's uh, go ahead a little bit. Charlie again getting uh, a phone call here, keeping his part of the bargain. Here we go. Now this is probably the th- this is the longest. Not, no, this is not the longest. One of the longest. So here we go. I'll break it up a little. Charlie, you there? Yeah. Okay. Good news. The terms have been offered and accepted. So these guys are going to make sure the money's in play. They're going to make sure that I'm gone and that nobody's watching us. And then uh, they're going to drop the girl off at the emergency room at the Lenox Hill Hospital. You got that? And Charlie, I'll be fronting you the money. I know you're good for it. But just remember, the banks don't open till 10. Right? So don't go dying on me. Remember, I'm a lawyer. I got friends in hell. So what? Is it, is it still a go or what? One second. All right. So once again, Charlie is keeping his part of the bargain here. He's got his lawyer working on it. He's found out everything. Did find out there was an inside guy. Now he's finding out that they're, they they found the girl. They're going to pay the ransom and take the girl to the hospital that they just said right there. So we've got all that down. And here we go. A little more of that clip. You want to play? Still? Good. Now we play my way. I give my friend to go ahead. You tell him where we are. I want my own driver waiting outside that door. So as you've got no opportunity whatsoever, crap out on your part of this. Forget it, Charlie. You're just going to have to trust us. No. You trust me. Well, how about something nearby? Yeah, not here. A hotel. Yeah, good. Hmm? Restaurant, gas station. No comment. Actually, I can shorten this clip. So there we go. We get that right there. Charlie's trying to find a place to get it now. He uh, to get the meat done so this can all work out. So basically at this point, he's like, listen, we got to get this done. They do finally find a place to get the meat done. They're all arguing about directions at one point. And uh, they they finally made it a hotel. I mean, Charlie literally is like, let's call it off. And they're like, wait, 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 let's meet it. Let's meet here. Uh, It's a little hotel in Montauk, about a half mile away. 
So they do find that. And let's go ahead. I believe that's where this clip picks up. And here we go. Hmm. Good, so she's okay. Hmm. No. So what happens is Max, give me a second. Max gets on the phone and realizes, you know, gets on the phone, jumps on there. You know, we've got all these guys. They're like, what the fuck are we going to do? What the fuck are we going to do? Max gets on there and he tells the guy exactly the directions to go. So kind of right now we've got Christopher Walken and he's kind of like, hmm, know the directions pretty well. So he thinks he's got his inside guy. So let's go ahead and play it. Thank you, Mr. Baird. Anytime, kid. I must say, those were terrific directions, Max. Turns out you're some kind of eagle scout. I had no idea you spent that much time uptown. Yeah, well, I used the library up there to do some studying at Columbia sometime. You got balls, kid. I'd hate to get stuck up there alone, especially at night. It happened to me once. When I was a kid, I started out in business taking bets, making collections for numbers. All over the five boroughs. I ran my ass off. I knew every street upside down and backwards, but I'd never been that far uptown before. I fell asleep on the subway and missed my stop. I come out, I looked around. I mean, to me, it was like I landed on uh, what Max said, the dark side of the moon. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, I'd love to sit around and reminisce, but could someone tell me the point of this fucking memoir? <laughs> well, I'm wondering, how come? A day and a half ago, Max can't navigate his way around Harlem with a Sherpa guide, but tonight, he knows the place like his backyard. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, Charlie. What I said, how could you get lost up there, as well as you know the place? Isn't that where you were with the girl when this happened? Yeah, so? So like I said, it was dark out, it was raining. Could happen to anybody, it happened to you, you said so yourself. Well, yeah, I was eight years old at that time. Don't tell me you're back on this inside player thing, Charlie. I'm bleeding to death. Humor me. You want to waste your breath? Go ahead. Well, one more question. How'd they know to find you there? Look, how the fuck should I know? Look, we've been all through this with the police. I don't see how saying it one more time is gonna help anybody. Cops can't find a dick with both hands. Or maybe it happened differently. What do I know? I'm old. Tired. I'm a senior citizen. I think you had a little bit too much blood loss to the brain there, Charlie. Maybe. Maybe not. You know, Max, I understand how this could happen. I'm not saying it's okay it happened, but in a certain light, it's not as crazy as it seems. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Stay with me. See if what seems crazy don't start to make sense. See, I know guys could talk the Virgin Mary into posing for a centerfold. Then make it think it was her idea in the first place. Let's say you owe these kind of guys something. Let's say you can't pay them back, not now. So they wear you down, they scare you pretty bad, they make you feel there's no way out. This mess you got yourself into, then they tell you it's your lucky day. They're gonna do you a favor, not a favor they do for anybody. Also, they tell you if you do what they say, nobody gets hurt. Am I getting warm? You haven't moved the mercury yet, Charlie. I'm not that far off, Max, am I? By the time these bottom feeders finish turning dog shit into diamonds, you let yourself be talked into doing something you never do in a million years, Max. Huh? All right. So there you go. He thinks he's got him on the ropes here. He thinks Max is the is the inside man. Now, he's not completely off here, and we'll 
get that whole thing going as we go. But uh, again, the inside man is kind of the, the it it turns out to be really the inside man turns out to be the main plot of the movie throughout the whole time. When really you're thinking the kidnapping and all this stuff with the the the, the you know Avery's sister and Max's girlfriend, really you think that's the main plot. But the main plot really is the inside man. Who is the inside man? What is going on? Uh, because that's really what you're trying to find out the whole movie. So as we do that, uh, we're going to play a little more of that scene. Two-minute clip. Here we go. Yeah. Tell me, Max. You don't know shit, Charlie, all right? Your eyes are floating, Max. Fuck you, Charlie. You don't know who I am. You can't shit, Max. Tell him, Max. Just fucking tell him, Max. Tell him, Max. I didn't want to cut your finger off, right? Tell your friends. You're sorry. I never wanted anyone to get hurt. What the fuck does that mean? Tell me you didn't do it, Max. Tell him. Come on, Max. Just tell me you're sorry. Say I'm sorry. That's all. To say I am sorry. Come on, Max. Say you're sorry. Tell him, Max. TK, bring your bag over here! Now do it! Bring your fucking saw! Now! Oh, Brett, put the gun no. Shut up, Avery! TK, come on, do it! Bring it over here! TK, don't! Avery, go in there. TK, room. bring your bag over here! Come on, do it! Bring that fucking no. saw! Oh, Brett, man. We had a fucking plan, Avery, do you remember? An eye for an eye, an ear for an ear, and all that fucking shit, but we fucked up, all right? We got the wrong fucking guy in the chair! TK, hurry up! You remember the fucking plan, Max? You fucked us! Do it, TK, now! We cut the wrong guy's oh, finger take off! take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah. No. Avery. No, 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 come on. Okay, Brett, 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 you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. We got the wrong guy, we cut the wrong guy's finger off. Okay, but it wasn't, it wasn't Max. It wasn't Max, man, it was... It wasn't Max, it was me. It was me. I did it. Right. So once again, thinks it was Max, but we find out right now, we find out right now, I want you to keep that in mind, that it was Avery who actually did it. Now, once again, I just want you to keep that in mind right now that we find out it was Avery, but there's a twist and we will find out the twist in just a minute. Like I said, this movie has a, a little bit of everything. It's got a lot of twists in it. But again, it's very dialogue heavy. I know this is kind of a longer show than what I've usually done. Um, not, I mean, not in the past with someone else, but by myself, a little bit of a longer show. And uh, I'm going to go ahead right now, though. We see Max. They got, they almost cut his finger off. Um, we see Avery who finally admitted it, and we get a little more. Here we go. Look, it was, it was a Dartmouth-UNC game. I took the points. It was a no-brainer. I lost $25,000. I didn't think it would happen twice. So, you know, I let it ride. 
By the end of the day, I was in Antoine for 50,000. I couldn't go to my dad. Not again. I just figured the worst thing that could happen was I, I just pay the debt off for the rest of my life. That's all. Oh, no. No, and then Antoine laid the debt off. You know, it was just like Charlie said. It was, it was my lucky day. You know, they were going to give me a way out. And he sent these gorillas, man. You've never seen gorillas like these guys. They were going to fucking kill me. They were going to kill me, for real. Shut up. Look, it, it wasn't... No, they told me that they were just going to hold a lease. They were going to hold a lease. Put the gun down, Brad. Put it down. They told me that no one would be hurt. They swore to me that no one would be hurt. all right so there you go once again no one would be hurt they told me no one would be hurt they said no one would be hurt oh man like i said kind of a running thing throughout the movie no one will be hurt no one will be hurt they keep saying that um so obviously we've i mean obviously charlie's hurt and they think that Elise is hurt, the girl, but we obviously, you know, find out a little different later. But uh, we'll go ahead and go through that as we go. Let me go ahead right now. Next clip. Here we go. You kidnapped your own fucking sister. Are you fucking out of your mind? I can't believe you dragged us into this. What about us, you motherfucker? Uh, what about us? We were going to... So Ira freaks out here. Ira is literally freaking the fuck out. Obviously, we see that. Ira's just not a happy camper. Um, he's freaking out and uh just why did you do that? What the hell are we doing? They actually end up taping Ira to a chair, which uh, if you were on YouTube, you can see right now. You can see the fact that Ira is taped to a chair. They don't know what else to do with him, uh, but they do tie him to a chair with duct tape. Once again, same thing Charlie is tied up with. I like that they they do that. Um, so he is tied up to a chair right there. Duct taped to a chair, to be honest with you. And um, right after that, we get Lano finally finds the house. They come in. This is where we start wrapping up a little bit of the movie. But we also find out a lot more stuff that's going on in the movie. And uh, here we go right here. Next clip. Fuck. Yeah, huh? Jesus Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. What are you guys, nuts? Drop the gun. No. You drop the gun. Drop the gun. I don't want to take it easy. That's Lano. He's a friend. He's a friend. All right. You'll blow your fucking friend's head off. Drop the gun. Don't put it down, Avery. Oh, thanks, Brett. Put the fucking gun down. The fuck is that? Nothing. Just my fucking girlfriend. Oh. Cheeky, call the woman back. Come on. Charlie, what do you want me to do? Shoot. No! Him. Why me? It was your idea, Dansky. Oh, see. You okay? Uh, 
So they shoot Jay Moore. They only shoot him in the leg. It's not that bad. Uh, but they do shoot Jay Moore right there. Uh, they, I mean, pretty much he explained it was your idea, Dunsky. It was kind of, yeah, kind of explains it right there. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. You shoot the guy whose idea it was, and that's what he went ahead and did. So, all right. We, uh, again, Dennis Leary finally comes in. They do get Charlie. Um, Avery's the only one that doesn't want to give Charlie up. So, here we go. This is the last long clip of the show. My hand. We have a choice. See what you want to end up like your friend on the floor, huh? Come on, drop the fucking gun, kid. Get it over with. If we let him go, at least it's as good as dead. Oh, Christ, Avery, we don't let him go. We're all dead. At least this way, at least he's got a shot. Okay, here's the plan. I'm taking Charlie with me to the hospital, okay? You'll get your sister back. Maybe you'll live to see graduation. Got it? What guarantee do I have? If I let you go, you won't just back out on this whole deal. Avery, you got my word. <laughs> oh. Do you believe this fucking guy? What are you doing? There you go. I'm letting him go. Yeah, at last. Obviously a graduate. No, you're not. I'm not kidding. Avery, put the fucking gun down. What are you gonna do? Shoot me? Do whatever you gotta do, but I'm letting him go. The gun again. Can't you guys just play nice? Drop the gun, asshole. Look, why don't you drop your gun? I don't drop my fucking gun, okay? Okay. Alright. So there you go, Lano. I don't drop my fucking gun. But they do finally end up letting Charlie go. Um, and, you know, like I said at one point, he does kind of take a a liking to Ira. Um, quick clip here. Here we go. Take care. Ira, come here. You are the man. Remember that. Okay. So after they let him go, they do, like I said, he takes took a liking to Ira. He knew Ira was brought into this, nothing to do with anything. They used his house, they used him, and that was basically, I think out of everyone in this, the only one that may not get whacked is Ira. So <laughs> Ira, did, Ira did pretty good for himself by being the only guy that might not get whacked. Um, it's pretty much always a good idea to to not get whacked so anyway he does uh talk to ira here once again and say you know ira mm, you are the man so there you go right there um and i'm gonna go ahead hit the next clip here we go the doctor says it'll be okay what about the girl all right, boss, I don't want you to get too excited about this, but the girl never made it to the hospital. It's just bad business. I know. So after everything, we find out the girl never made it down there. Now, of course, we're all wondering why didn't she make it down there? We see this picture of Henry Thomas, guy who plays Avery, running down to the hospital. Oh, my God, what's going on? What's going on? So... Um, but we also see that she did not make it to the hospital. Um, 
So they do find these two guys. And here we go. Wafflers? What the fuck you do that for? Where's the money? What money? Every ass you give me, I don't like it. He takes a bullet. I'm gonna ask you again, where's the money? It's in the bathtub, in the bathroom. I swear to you, Mr. Bartolucci, I didn't know it was your money. If I knew, I never would have accepted it. Where's the girl? What girl? The girl I paid you two million dollars to let go. Kitty moron. Mr. Bartolucci, you gotta believe me. I swear to you, on the grave of my unborn children, we never kidnapped a girl. It was all like a, uh, you Shut know. So Brad Garrett and his buddy Frank are dead. Um, and again, they sit there and say, we never kidnapped a girl. We never kidnapped a girl. We find out when they open the door the whole time what they were talking about, leaving her alone, feeding her, was a cat. It was a cat. So they also find out, as Lano says, the bag's a little light. Um, but now we're going to find out a little more of what they were doing of exactly what happened. Now, again, we thought Avery was the real inside guy, but, uh, let's do this real quick. So I understand you bought Avery's debt. Three, you came up with a plan. That's, that's good. I mean, $50,000, that's uh, a lot of money. Yeah, no shit, Skippy. How would you gentlemen like to make 20 times that amount? million dollars? What's in it for you? Avery's debt's completely wiped off the books and he never finds out about this conversation. And? So, who, who do we kidnap? Nobody. Everybody's gonna think you've got me. Okay, see, that's good. Very good. And the beautiful part is... Nobody gets hurt. All right. So there we go. Once again, the most beautiful part, no one gets hurt. So they thought no one was going to get hurt the whole time. Um, and we find out the whole time it wasn't Avery. It was Max. Avery definitely had something to do with it. But Max came in and basically, basically fucked up everything a little more. So, all right. Now we're going to get to the end of the movie. Um, obviously Charlie's let go. We got everything going on. They do find Max and Elise. They are on the yacht. They basically stole the yacht and they're out there in the middle of the ocean. And here we go. I'm going to go ahead and play the last clip, um, where Charlie and Lano find them. It's a nice tan. About to spoil your vacation. Where's the fucking money? I get it.
please. think you can guess what happened right there um there he he took them out that's it they're gone um but again we it, it really like i said if you want a movie that's got the comedy it's got drama it's it's a thriller it's a suspense it's a mystery it it really hits a lot of those um just a lot of those genres. It's really everything you could get in a movie. Um, like I said, this is really one of the movies I've been wanting to do for a very long time. Um, I really have always liked this movie. Kind of an underrated movie. I got to be honest with you. It's not very popular. It didn't do amazing in the theaters or anything like that. But this is definitely a movie um, if you haven't checked it out, you might want to check it out. Um, so I would, I, I, like I said, just a great movie though. Um, but in the end we see it was Max that really, I mean, Avery may have got the ball rolling in this movie for everything, but Max really was the one that was in charge of pretty much screwing everyone over. So... But um, like I said, I, I, I think this was one of the better uh, movies that, um, that I've done, to be honest with you. I really like this movie. Um, I hope you guys are... I, I know I kind of dropped the ball a little bit tonight. And like I said, I was kind of rushing to get the movie done because uh, power went out and everything like that. Wrestling tournament, power outage. But um, I think I did all right. And I hope everybody's going to jump on in here and... Watch it and listen to it, however you do. If you watch it, great. If you listen to it, that's even better. But uh, I definitely appreciate it. But um, once again, uh, I was talking Suicide Kings tonight. A really, really good movie that you guys should be checking out if you haven't seen it. And uh, I think that's pretty much it right here. Uh, not much really more to get into. So I think we can go ahead and wrap it up on that note. Once again, I appreciate everybody coming on in here. I, like I said, I know I'm uh, not exactly the uh, YouTube guy, but I'm trying to learn how to do this. I'm trying to get this settled for everybody. I really enjoy doing the YouTube version. I think it's better to be able to share pictures of the scenes so you guys can get a better idea of uh, what I'm talking about and just a better idea of the scene as we're going. So I... Really appreciate everybody coming on out. Oh my God, excuse me. Suddenly I just got the hiccups. And uh, that's it. I appreciate everybody coming on out. 
And I will see you next Saturday with a new movie, maybe an actor. Been thinking about doing it an uh, actor and uh there you go once again thank thank you very much everybody i will see you next saturday